are listening to That's So Podcast, a weekly discussion on pop culture, Black American life, and digital media. It's your hump day antidote or a pre-game cocktail hour. But remember this major key, hydrate and be sure to tweet hashtag cultural IQ to share insights and the best moments from the show. Now, stay tuned for your culture OG and trap whisperer host, Hey everybody, it's Denitria here and welcome to That's So Podcast. If this is your first time listening, thank you for coming. And if you're a repeat listener, welcome back. That's So Podcast is produced every Wednesday just for your enjoyment and for mine too. The show notes and links can be found at www.thatsopodcast.com. And we are about to get ready for the show. So today we have a special guest, Sonia, who is, I found her actually because Layla Hathaway was on Periscope and I guess she was watching one of her broadcasts. And on that broadcast, she was talking about her specialty, which I'm not going to share just yet, but I'll share in a second. She was talking about her specialty, which is something that I am very interested in you know, being a earth sign and being in love with the sun, moon and the stars. But uh, she was talking about astrology and I wasn't doing anything in particular, just sitting in the bed, you know, flicking through Instagram on my phone for my daily pop culture dose. So I decided to watch <laughs> her broadcast and it was really good. And like the longer I watched, the more I had missed my sign altogether. But the longer I watch, the more I'm like, okay, I really want to have her on my show. So, Sonia, please introduce yourself and tell everybody what you do. Greetings, everybody. Thank you for having me on, Demetria. I really appreciate it. My name is Sonia Marie, and I'm a cancer. <laughs> I am an astrologer as well, of Western astrology. I'm a poet and a performer and a mommy. And um, I give readings, personal readings, uh, for people who want to know what's going on in their natal charts. That's their own personal charts for themselves. And I give workshops and um, do a lot of writings on it. And basically, that's that. I inform the folks of what's happening in our universe to make us better. Awesome. Pretty much. Okay. You know, I definitely want to have us talk about a couple of different areas of um, astrology today and, you know, have you share some things that you think might be important for this cycle. I was watching earlier today, but um, I have to watch the rebroadcast because there was so much stuff going on in my office while I was watching that I couldn't properly concentrate. So, okay, I have to make sure I catch it, catch the replay. Okay. <laughs> One of the things I want to ask you First and foremost, being a black woman who is sharing her knowledge of, you know, astrology, how did you even get in this particular area of uh, business? That is a really, really great question. And to be quite honest with you, it's a couple of different levels. Well, let me first start out with the, um, the earliest level. 
I got into astrology because my mom is just an open-hearted type of person. And when I was younger, she introduced me to a lot. She put me into a Quaker camp, and I was like one out of 300 campers who was black, and they were all Quakers and white. (laughs) My mother is so ridiculously liberal and open-minded that she was the type of person that would introduce me to anything that felt it would help me. And that was entertaining as well, as long as it was safe. So back in Yonkers, New York, what we used to do every time we go to the um, supermarket, I don't know if you remember this, Demetra, they sold these little scrolls at the register yes. back in the 70s and the early 80s, right? I you remember used them? to buy them, yes. So, you know, my mom is a, is a Christian and, you know, she's not a Bible banger, but, uh-huh. you know, me being interested in astrology, it wasn't necessarily frowned upon, but it wasn't a thing that I should go around being like, so my sun sign is this and I have ESP and this, that, and the other, even though I was super duper interested in all those things, I would go to the library and instead of studying what I was supposed to be studying, I would be all in the divinity <laughs> section looking at ESP and then I'd come home and I'd try to move spoons with my mind. Like I was doing all that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, that's how it basically started with me because my mother, to the contrary of your upbringing, she welcomed it, right? So we would get those scrolls every single day, I mean, every single month or whatever, and books and books and books was lined up in our home. She actually sparked my idea of getting further into it, like about 12, when she bought me a book called Astrology for Cats and Dogs. And we just got this dog, and I was like, oh, my God, my dog is a cancer, too. And it was like the best thing ever. So over my the course of my life, and I'm in my mid-40s right now, it became a hobby that became an extreme love and a passion. But check this out. Alongside of that, I also developed the gift, and I, I believe I always had it. I just kind of shut it down, of seeing. And I see people's ancestors and their guides and people from the other side talk to me for people. Girl, you probably shouldn't talk to me this week then because I probably had a whole um, bunch of spirits floating around me <laughs> after the last month. You go another huh? thing. Tell this girl. <laughs> I shoot. I ain't lying. No, like l- legitimately. Oh, you know what? We are friends on Facebook. I, my family just actually lost three family members in one month, so it was really mm-hmm. crazy. So I'm I'm not even joking. Mm-hmm. If you do happen to see something, it's not faking you out. It's for real. <laughs> I believe it. No, I believe it. And to be truthful with you. I have a way of shutting it down. There are times where I don't want to see it, and then there are times where I just open up and they, I have to see it, or sometimes they just bombard and just, you know, they just bossy with it and just come on in the room. But back to your question is that alongside of me loving astrology, I started like around about my mid-20s, early 30s, I started to combine the two and give my friends readings, right? And then it became... A hobby that became a love that became, hey, I need to like charge for this because the more I did it, the the stronger I got, the more I saw, you know what I mean? The more information that was coming through and it was really helping people um, to change lives. Now, the other level of that question is this, and this is what trips me out and this is what I'm still navigating through, right? As a black woman doing this thing here, it's a really trick. It's really tricky because as you know, our folks are of the church, most of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them. So it's that that space of I've been called a devil worshiper. I've been called so many different things, and it really doesn't bother me because 
I, I personally know that astrology is a tool and it's not God. Mm-hmm. God trumps it all. Right. That's, that's just in my heart of hearts. So that's what I say to those people that believe astrology is of the devil and not of God. It is of God because God created the universe. But the bottom line is, is that um, it's hard to navigate that as a black woman because I'm finding myself going into all kinds of different areas and demographics and just speaking my truth. And whoever kind of, I'm finding my audience as my audience finds me. You understand what I'm saying? It's really interesting. And then I'll give readings to people who don't want me to tell other people that I've given them readings. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That makes me laugh. So it's that thing where it's shunned upon. It's like the old lady in the shack, right? It's like she's shunned upon. Don't nobody want to go see her. But 12 midnight. There's a line outside her door. <laughs> exactly. You, it's like the club trying to get in there. Trying to get in and talk, tell me where my husband is. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to hit the lotto? You know, shit like that. I mean, people are interested. But I hope that answers your question fully. <laughs> no, it does. You know, because, you know, we kind of look at it like some, you know, hoodoo voodoo kind of thing, which, and there's nothing wrong with Boudin. I mean, we did come from that background too not at all right so what do you think are maybe like the the leading things that uh keep african-americans from being a bit more accepting of astrology you know beyond the church well i think it has a lot to do with the church but that little sliver of what the church um is an example of it's basically control i think most people and this is black white yellow brown Mm -hmm. i think most people are fearful of things that they don't understand and that they feel that they have that that they might have control over them you understand what i mean that Mm -hmm. holds back everybody but it's especially black folks because we have been beaten up over the head with christianity and how jesus is just gonna save everybody and jesus might be perfect for some people but jesus not jesus is not perfect for everybody you know what I mean? And I think Jesus is the way of, of and the light for a lot of folks. And they don't want to see past that. They're controlled in that ideology, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So what kind of readings do you do? Well, um, if you go on my website, mm-hmm. wordlifeastrology.com, they're broken down into two different readings. Mm-hmm. And um, one is just strictly astrology where I devise people's astrological chart, natal chart, um, based on the time, the date, and the place that they were born, right? And usually the time is located on the birth certificate for anybody that wants to know. And for an hour, I'll, I'll do just strictly an astrology reading. But I have another reading that's an hour and a half, 90 minutes, in which I speak to your ancestors and your guides. I also read your natal chart. If it's around about your birthday, then I'll read a solar return chart too, which is like, what your chart is going to be like for the coming year. And then I'll also do like a little tarot spread that kind of solidifies the whole reading within 90 minutes. So basically that's not. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot of energy that goes into it. Uh, I bet. So when you started, you, you were young, you, you know, sparked by, um, you know, astrology for pets, for cats and dogs. Who else have you st- studied under or, you know, how do you, 
how do you feel that your skills grew? I know you were practicing, obviously, on your friends, but what things do you think really kind of brought you to a place where you just were stronger and stronger and how you practice? Well, like yourself, I, I would go to libraries and bookstores. I love bookstores, by the way. They smell so good. Mm-hmm. I would go to bookstores and just finger through a bunch of different books. I love Linda Goodman coming up. Um, she was very wordy, but at the same time, you can get some really good information from her, like practical information when it came, comes to astrology. But you know what I really fell in love with, though? And I, I don't know if you heard me say her name on um, Periscope. It's Jan Spiller. And I've read tons of her books because she is an author who is an astrologer, but she speaks about astrology through a spiritual perspective, which that basically is me all day long. Um, She's a Caucasian woman, so she has her spin on it. And then I have my Yonkers, New York kind of spin on it as well. But I I love the way she's so open hearted and universal with the universe. Mm -hmm. You say her name is Jan Stiller? Mm-hmm. Jan, J-A-N-S-P-I-L-L-E-R, Spiller, right? But to be honest with you, one of my biggest mentors is named Anita Grant. And Anita Grant is not published, not astrology-wise anyway, but she's my ex-mother-in-law. And my ex-husband and I have been friends since we were 18 from Hampton University. So I've known him and her for years for over 25 years. Mm -hmm. So throughout the years, she was like my unofficial teacher and mentor. She was my library. And she taught me a good bulk of everything that I know. And she's about, she's in her early 70s right now. She's she's cool people. And, you know, I just learned by asking her and a bunch of people that were into astrology, just a gang of questions until they were tired of me asking them questions. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Now, have you ever, you know, I'm going to ask you some questions that are probably kind of off the wall because this astrology, we can talk about anything, basically. Have you ever been like in a situation where, you know, maybe you were, you know, on a date or a job interview or something to that effect and you've got, you know, you're just getting a feeling on a person where you like, you know, either hands crossed in front of you like, no, I'm okay. I'm, I can't deal with this situation anymore. Or maybe one that was a little more warm and inviting, like how... How have you managed things like that? Well, to answer the question, hell yeah. And being that I'm a cancer, right? Really quickly, a little education. Every sign has two squares. That means every sign has two signs to their one sign. That's a direct irritation that irritates the fuck out of them, but makes them grow, right? And cancer square is Capricorn and Aries. So every time I would meet an Aries man, oh, my God, my arms would go up and I'd be like, ah, I'm cool. I'm cool. First of all, I'm not generalizing. I'm trying not to generalize. But some Aries men, some Aries people are good liars. They believe in their lies. They really and do. I can't take it. They really oh do. Oh, my God. They, they create their own little world in their head or some shit. I don't know what it is. So <laughs> I back up from them. <laughs> they are expert storytellers in the positive or, the, or the negative, but they're very creative and they're experts, expert storytellers. I have some, some good Aries mm-hmm. friends, male and female, and it's a pretty defining trait among them. But my friends mm-hmm. laugh at me. The, the, one, of, one of my uh, colleagues, friends that are listening to this show uh, happens to be a Libra. Um, and her mm-hmm. and I talk about astrology a lot, but... She 
is tickled by me because I told her up front, I don't fuck with Libras. And it's not like, Libra, not I'm a Taurus, not the Libra women. I've had okay. I've had good relationships with Libra women. We actually get along pretty famously. I don't know if there's anything in the chart from a companion perspective that, you know, makes us link up. But the men, mm-hmm. oh, my Jesus, Lord, I do not mess with them at all. I've had three <laughs> separate occasions from the first one. The first two, I think I knew early on, like if your Libra was somewhere toward the like the beginning to the middle of the month. Oh, I don't don't mess with you at all. And people think that it's hilarious. Like, oh, you can't let astrology rule your life. I said, you know what? In these particular cases, astrology has been on my side when absolutely nothing (laughs) else has been. And I just got to roll with that because when it comes to me, when it comes to me, the scales are flaky and they just, they're nurture diggers and they can't, I can't deal with it. I can't do it anymore. I can't be your aunt Jemima cheerleader slash mommy slash, you know, whatever other thing. So I feel, what's my, what's the Taurus square? Taurus is square? Yeah. Aquarius and Leo. Interesting. Okay. Two of my best friends from high school. That's what they are. I'm going to bet about $50 that you have a lot of Gemini in you. And that Gemini, because we have to understand, and your listeners have to understand, right, that it's not just based on your sun sign. Yeah. You get your chart read, right? And and you realize that when you heard my telescope, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had it a long time ago. I need a, I need a new one. I'm going to get a new one, actually, from you, because I want right. it from a professional speaking, oh, good, speaking good. to me and not on the internet. <laughs> this is right. <laughs> The sun sign can be in a sign. Your moon sign can be in a sign. Mercury can be in a sign. Venus. I mean, all the, the 10, 11 planets are in a particular sign. So what happens is, is that if they, those particular planets are compatible with somebody's sun sign, say you have moon in Gemini, that means your emotional nature is like a Gemini, you're going to attract Gemini people mm-hmm. because they get you emotionally. You know what I'm saying? Even though the sun sign may have a problem with it, your emotions are going to love them, are going to dig them, going to feel for them, and they're going to feel for you. And that's why people attract people. like So I'm going to say you have Gemini somewhere. That's why you attract an air sign. Oh, I do. I have one. Two, it's like three or four in there. It's in, a, it's in my Jupiter. It's in my Lilith. And it's in my Ascendant V. What is that? Five? My fifth? What is that? Fifth house? Fifth Ascendant? I don't know how to read that. <laughs> but it's in there. <laughs> Either your rising sign or your fifth house. Either one, right? Okay. My rising is, your rising sign is just your actual ascendant, right? Right. The same thing. Okay. So that's Aquarius. Okay. Okay. Oh, interesting. Oh. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Capricorn. I don't know where I got that from. But so that's if you have Aquarius rise, that means Libra is on your Aquarius. Opposite of Aquarius is Leo. Leo's on the seventh. Scorpio's no. Leo's on the seventh. Virgo's on the eighth. Uh, Libra is on the ninth. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Because depending on the degrees, Libras either fall in the eighth or the ninth. They either, you either have sex with them well, or they either expand in your mind. If they're in the eighth house, you either want to do them all night and they can understand you subconsciously. You don't really have to talk too much. They just know exactly where to go. That's the eighth house. 
or they're in your ninth house and they want to expand your brain. They want to make you better. Yeah, that's what they said, but <laughs> <laughs> I did all of the the makings of the better. You're like, yeah, that's what they that's, said when we was laying in the mm-hmm. bed. <laughs> I'm gonna send them this episode. You see what you were supposed to do? You don't even know how to act according <laughs> to your sun, moon, and stars. You're not you're not doing what the universe puts you here to do. So right. <laughs> Listen, I have to tell you this real quick. Can we have a commercial? When you asked me to be a part of your wonderful podcast, I said, let me go to the the link that you sent me. And I Mm -hmm. swear to goodness, I'm sitting in the parking lot, cracking up in tears. No, you and your girlfriend going back and forth. I swear to God, the dude next to me was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> I said, "Hell yeah, I want to be a part of it." I just oh yeah, don't make me laugh the whole time and I pee on myself. <laughs> but y'all was so natural. Yeah, we used to have a hearty cackle over that. Funny thing is, her and I met online. It's her birthday today, of all things. But her and oh, I met online birthday. some years ago, and when we mm-hmm. decided to do that podcast, you know, it was her and I just. You know, something like, oh, you know, came up with the idea and then we decided we we're going to do that um, podcast, Chocolate Cake Radio, for those who are not familiar, even though a lot of folks listening should know what that is. And people would think that we had, known number one, known each other for years. And then number two, they assumed that we were both together recording. But, you know, just like, you know, you and I are long distance, you know, handling mm-hmm. this her and I were essentially the same, even though we were in the same city, because our work schedules were so crazy. We just was right. the, the best thing to do was to go home and then figure out right. how we were going to record. So people thought that we were together because of how in sync we were. And I just thought that was um, crazy because she's an Aries, too. And I don't typically fuck with Aries either, like on the friendship tip. But, <laughs> you know, we end up doing all right for a while. So. You know, you guys are so, y'all were so natural together. It was destined. It was definitely destined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I want to have a little fun with you. I don't know if you saw this in the pre-stuff that I sent over, but, you know, they always have those stupid memes that say, you know, if you are a Taurus, then you are, your sex is like this. Or if you're a Capricorn, this is how your sex is. Or, you know, all these little different social media memes that come out. I want you to share for me, and you don't have to do all the science, obviously, but like your predictions of what the social media personalities are of certain signs. So if you want me to just throw one out there and you give it to me. Are we talking, are we talking from a sexual perspective? Uh-uh. No, just from a general. Like, so say, you know, a Libra would be more inclined to be an overshare on Facebook. Or something like that. Because a lot of my listeners are like marketing and digital media folks. So I always try to add a little bit of digital media to the conversation. Oh, I see what you're saying. So what would be their role if they were to work for a social media company? That, that yeah, like what kind of person would they be? If you encountered somebody online. So say, for instance, if I encountered somebody online and I could look through their page and I could see like, oh, this person is Debbie Downer you know, what kind of sign would I infer them to be? Like, would they be a Leo or what have you? So, you know, personalities in that way. Okay. I'll start with one. I'll give you one. So if you go, how about this? I'll describe them and you tell me what sign they are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So okay. Say, I'm going to try. Check it out. Check it out. And I know you're going to get it. I know you're going to get it. If you go to somebody's page and they got like a million selfies. <laughs> 
<laughs> a million selfies. But not only are they just selfies, they're like fabulous selfies. They're always in makeup. The hair is always done. They got the best, you know, and they probably only got one shot happening, right? Because that's their best side. That's where they're going to, you know, shine. Keyword, shine. Mm -hmm. That's where they're going to shine. Nothing's coming for you? No, I'm thinking, so wait, lots of best selfies, you know. So it's all about them, obviously, right? Yeah, I am going to say all about them. Hmm. I want to say it's either Aries or Gemini. Aries is a good... Yes, because Aries are very, very self-centered. But Aries are not on blast. They're not extroverted. They're self-centered mm -hmm. to the point where they're just going to get up and do them. They're not going to announce it. But mm -hmm. Leos announce it. Leos are just big, egotistical signs. If you ever look at a Leo's profile, <laughs> I guarantee you there's like six or seven selfies in a row. <laughs> and maybe some kids in there. <laughs> you had me stalking my friends a little bit. To see how they are. Right. But, you know, let's see. I think I know a Leo model. You know, I do know a Leo model. Okay. So how about, how about foodies? Do you know the food sign? <laughs> I want to say Libra because my good friend is a Libra and uh, she's the, the foodie, foodie person. But let's say the food sign. That's honestly, that's probably me, the Taurus. I'm so proud of you. It's mm. me and you. <laughs> Tauruses <laughs> and, and uh, cancer are the food signs of the Zodiac. Yeah, because we, we don't play. And even though, it's, but the thing about Tauruses and their profile, they will highlight the presentation of food. Yes. They want you to, they want you to see how beautiful it is, how the colors match. No struggle plates. No struggle plates. And, and, and they will even give you some instructions. Like they'll they'll put recipes up or you know those little tasty video joints you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yep, a hundred percent strong, right? Because they want to instruct. Taurus is a service oriented in that way, so they want to help you grow. Whereas Cancer <laughs> just gonna brag about the food that we <laughs> had <laughs> and be like, you missed out because it's in my stomach. <laughs> yes, I can t show you some side by side of some Cancer food posts and some. Taurus food post, but that's reading me definitely because if I make a meal for somebody, I enjoy for people to eat my food. Yeah. But yeah. what burns me up is if I have a mental picture of how I want to serve it and someone mm -hmm. comes in and begins to serve themselves and it's not like I intended, oh I have to, <laughs> I have to step away because I find myself getting irrationally angry because they didn't dress <laughs> their taco the way that I would address the taco if I had made the plate. So I have to step back sometimes. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and I can see that too. And you're like, well, well, well wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. The tomatoes are the third layer. Exactly. This is, this is that. not how oh, you I can see that completely. lay this taco game down. <laughs> I know it's all going in one place. But it's the picturesqueness to it that you need to have in order to really enjoy it. Right. So how about the social advocate? The one who always has social injustice on their page or someone who's always rallying for the underdog. And let me know when we finish because I can go on and on. I would say the social justice person mm -hmm. would be the... See, the Aquarius is kind of emotional, but I'm going to say... The Sagittarius. 
I think they're going to be more convicted. You know, they're going to be emotional about it, but they're going to have some conviction. They're going to have a little bit of hair of Belafonte in them. So I'm going to go with the Sagittarius. I'm going to say you're right. I'm going to say I think Sag is a good number, too, because Sag is um, from a perspective of needing to know a lot. They are very, very smart individuals. So the reason why they would highlight a lot of social injustice, because they, they want to show you that their mind is expanded enough to know how to um, pop their booty as well as what's going on in Chicago. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like they, they will show you a vast number of things, right? Mm-hmm. Including the social injustice. But I was going to put my money on Gemini. Mm, okay, maybe a little bit, but no. the Gemini's come off a little bit introverted to me. Sometimes I, I never, I can never read them. Yeah. Okay. I meet a lot of Gemini's who are they're they're vocal and very eloquent, but mm. it just seems you know it's real poetic. It's I don't know where where the depth is, like how far how deep it goes because they're in a the shell. They only give you what they want to give. More than that, they're superficial. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Gemini's don't like me to describe them that way because it seems like such a negative thing. But they, they just like to stay on the surface of things, right? Mm-hmm. But they're extremely intelligent. They're very, very intelligent. And they always, always battle for the underdog because they like to service that, that way. They're a mutable sign. And mutable signs like Gemini's and um, Virgos, Pisces and Sagittarius help to service the world. They give of themselves, and Gemini's give of themselves from the intellectual standpoint. You just don't ever see it. They're the producers. They put together everything because their mind can go every which way. Think of Tupac. Think of Biggie. Even though he wasn't mm-hmm. deep into politics, he, he had something to say. You know, he laid down laws you know I mean? like Ala Coppett. I like Coppett. Exactly. We love when we learn some French. We got to throw it in there immediately. As soon as we right, learn a right. li- little bit I'm of a language, you. we will wear it out. It's our favorite <laughs> phrase. Um, who do we have left? We got Aquarius left. Aquarius and Pisces. Aquarius, they're so sensitive. How would they be on, you know, everything is all love and dove and fairies and, and daisies to the Aquarius. Yeah, but um, Aquarius are more, in my opinion, universal, alien-like. They're out there. They're everything that the Earth is not. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? They're talking about the moon and the stars. They're talking about new inventions. They're talking about stuff that people are not talking about yet. They're rebels. So their page looks like something where you need to, it's like you need to get on this. You need to know what's about to happen because Aquarius always want to know. Mm-hmm. They're arrogant in that way. It's like, well, yeah, I know, mm-hmm. I know, I know. And if I don't know, I'm about to be up on it so I can tell you that I know. <laughs> yeah, because they, they're kind of you know, far, far forward and uh, innovative in that way. They're, right. make, they're makers. Exactly, they're future seekers for sure. Whereas Pisces, now here's the trick out thing, Pisces are actually more of the genius of the Zodiac than Aquarius are. Aquarius just think they're the genius. Pisces really are. But the thing about Pisces is that they're caught in their compassionate nature. So everything for them is lovey-dovey. Everything for them is springtime, flowers blooming, you know, the perfect love song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Little kids kissing little faces and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> everything to them looks so ethereal and, you know, fantasy-like that they don't even realize they're geniuses. They don't believe it. 
Does that make sense? So that's their page, which just looks like a bunch of colors and, and cute flowers. And everybody love each other. Peace and love. And, you know. <laughs> so, and the cute puppy videos. <laughs> right. <laughs> Got to have some cats and dogs on the internet. What will we be without the, the, the catternet? Um, I just don't like the ones where the cat misses the bed and he's jumping off the bed and he like goes screaming because he's so fat and he falls on his <laughs> oh my god! I have to see that. <laughs> I like the ones where the cats are like punking dogs. It really like it tickles the shit out of me. <laughs> I would love for someone to do a reading on those particular cats because that's funny. <laughs> they're probably all Tauruses. That's why I relate. Gangsters. <laughs> So before I let you go, I, I want to touch on like two more things. I, I want people definitely to follow your Periscope. And I'm going to make sure that I put the link and everything in the show notes because I want them to hear what you were talking about today. But if you don't mind, if you can kind of like top line it. You were talking about Mars and Venus energy right now. And then uh, Mercury is going in retrograde. So like next week, is it next week? Mercury is going retrograde at the end of the month, so mm-hmm. we have a minute. That's for sure, which we need. But oh, and the new moon, this, the new moon, because I, I yeah, was four twenty four p.m. No, four twenty four a.m. tomorrow or tonight. Yes, ma'am. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. Remember correctly. I'll be ready. Yeah, and with that, I'm, I'm just going to do my best to streamline it. Right, it's in eighteen degrees Aries. The moon is in eighteen degrees Aries. The sun is in 18 degrees Aries, and Uranus is in 18 degrees Aries. The new moon in every month has to do with new beginnings. So tomorrow we're being prompted with new beginnings in an Aryan type of way. And what that means is that it's like new beginnings fast, like hard and fast, impulsive, risk-taking new beginnings. Things that you've been sitting on your ass about trying to get done, and then all of a sudden you're going to wake up tomorrow, or if you haven't in the last couple of days, like, you know what? I got to do this. And if for some reason there's a fire in your belly about it, right? Like I recorded four hours worth of stuff today. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And you can't stop. It's like, what the heck? But alongside of that, because the degrees in Uranus is the same as the new moon. It's almost like they're sitting on top of each other, so to speak. Uranus is about unexpected surprises. So not only are we starting these new ventures that we're jumping into, Uranus goes, hey, when you start that thing there, I'm going to give you some help. I'm going to surprise you with something. You want to start a new health regimen? I'm going to have you bump into somebody at Whole Foods or whatever that can help you propel you into wellness by becoming your mentor. You know what I mean? Like new surprises out of the blue that you didn't expect. And that could be anything in your life, depending on where this new moon and this Uranus is sitting in your particular chart. You can't see a chart, so I don't know how it's going to show specifically, but that's the, the feeling behind it. And then the sun is in 18 degrees area, so the sun is just illuminating the whole situation, going, why, why, everybody, like, make it happen, you know, giving it energy and light and permission, so to speak, right? But what I was also talking about this month, this month is very exciting because for the first two weeks, it's all about pedal to the metal, so to speak. It's all about 
newness. It's all about surprises. It's all about, it's a little bit of a power play. I meant to say okay. that today in Periscope too, because Pluto is going to square the new moon tomorrow. So that means at the same time of us, this newness coming around, Pluto is a big bully. It's the smallest planet in our solar system, but I call it like the Tasmanian devil because Pluto just comes in and wrecks shit for no reason whatsoever. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just comes in and just turns things upside down. And honestly, there is a reason because sometimes things can look a little slow or a little Taurus-like, <laughs> methodical and kind <laughs> yes. of set in the ways, right? Mm-hmm. And then Pluto goes, hey, wake up. And it just flips over the couch real quick just to get a rise out of somebody. So that means with this Pluto touching the new moon um, tomorrow, um, April 7th, there is going to be a way in which um, there's going to be a power play that comes in somebody, your boss. Your, your man, your woman, your child, somebody's going to come in and kind of punk you and want to punk you and say, I don't want to do it like this. I want to do it like that. And you have to, and it's in regards to your new beginning. So you have to step back and go, okay, 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 okay. Let's see. You want to do it like that? Why don't you take that over there? And I'm going to do it like this over there. You have to hold your emotional nature back because Aries can be vile so if it wants to. Aries is a fighter. Mm-hmm. You have to count to 10. Don't let them punk you, but take another route. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Definitely. How did, did it change your readings at all? Remember when Pluto was like demoted as a planet in place of Eros? Did that affect your readings at all? No. To be quite honest with you, I don't subscribe to that because like everything else in our society, they're always trending something new. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just so you can get, you can break off the pack and have a pack of people go in the direction and go, yes, and rally for Pluto dying. Like, come on. Like, Pluto's been there, it's going to be there. We've been reading Pluto in our solar system and in astrological makeup for thousands and thousands of years. Where the fuck is Pluto going to go? Like, it's still, it, you know what I mean? Right, because it's, it's still, still there. Affecting us. Mm-hmm. It's still there. It didn't disappear. So it's in our solar system, so it's affecting us in some kind of way. You know, I, I just don't subscribe to all the new age things. I'm not one of those people. I stick to, I'm Taurus like that, but I'm not a Taurus. But I stick to what works for me sometimes, and I'm, I'm cool with that. Until you can, like, blow me off my seat with some information that's going to change my world around, I, I don't believe it. I'm going for what I hear. Because the thing about it is, as a seer, I always hear the information anyway. I hear it come through, and then I look at people's charts, and I go, oh, yeah, there it is. It's validated. You know what I mean? Okay. So, so, um, folks can find you online on your website. Let's shoot folks with the website and I'm going to make sure they have the Periscope too. My website, yes, is wordlifeastrology.com. That's wordlifeastrology.com. And on Periscope, my handle is wordlifesoniamarie. All right, as and, well as Twitter and as well as Instagram. And everybody, that's Sonia S O N Y A M A R I. Wait, I said why? I'm looking at the J, and I said why. S O N J A M A R I E. Look at me. Don't listen to me, everybody. Listen to listen to the seer, the truth teller. So the one I don't care about Pluto disappearing or not. (laughs) So what should people do if they want to have a reading? I know they can sign up on the website, but what should they do to, I guess, prepare themselves for a reading? Is there anything that you suggest that should be done before you, um, you know, leap into that? It would help if you had your time, your date, and your place of birth. It's not 
super duper important if you don't have your time because there's a lot of people that were adopted or mm-hmm. just lost their birth information and they don't know the time. We can still read your chart if you don't have the time. We'll just read the planets and not necessarily your rising sign and everything in your house. And come with an open heart. Come with an open heart. Many people come very cynical. They want a reading, they want some information, and then they look at you or they're on the phone and they're crossing their arms and they're like, just tell me what I need to know. And it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. You can't lay down in the bed and tell your man to do you just to do you. You got to put something into it. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? This is not going to be enjoyable and you're not going to get everything you need to get out of it. So I'm just saying, come with an open heart. You don't have to say too much. Just be open and give me that birth information and hit up uh, my my website at Word Life Astrology and uh, at the readings page and um, we'll make it happen. So, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it right from the source. If you're really trying to get that good reading, you need to put your back into it. Don't be lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I encourage you to follow Sonia online. Um, I'm glad to have stumbled upon her and I'm glad to have found a a black person <laughs> a woman that is into and practicing astrology that speaks and looks like me because that's rare like most of the time I'm following you know astrologists online that are um for the most part white women not that I'm against them you know telling me what's going on with the sun moon and the stars but you know it'd be nice to look at us because I think that we are mystic people anyway but that's that's a whole other podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> so <Completely. laughs> I want to thank you so much for um, being available and taking a call to everybody that's listening. Remember, you can find us on your favorite podcast player or RSS feed. So that's iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all of that. Otherwise, you can check us out at the website, www.thatsopodcast.com. Come back often. Please rate us on iTunes, and you can also follow me on Twitter at dnairi and Get Cultural IQ on Facebook. If you have any comments or show suggestions, um, you hate it, you love it, whatever, I'm open, I want to hear it, please send it to topics at thatsopodcast.com. That's it. That is all, and we will talk next week.